0: to another edition of the UK Law Weekly Podcast with me, your host, Marcus Cleaver. This week we're going to be looking at the case of Okpabi and Royal Dutch Shell PLC. The citation for this case is 2021 UKSC 3. And this case that we're looking at this week can be thought of as the spiritual successor to Lungao and Vedanta Resources PLC that we actually covered on the podcast in 2019. We are going to be referring to that case a fair bit, but hopefully you won't need to know the details in order to understand these current proceedings. Nevertheless, if you find this case interesting, then you might want to go back and check out the full episode on Lungo. Anyway, back to today's episode, and the starting point is a number of destructive oil spills in Nigeria that caused damage and contaminated the water and ground, around the community of Ukpabi, and the other appellants in this case. The appellants argued that these spills were the fault of a Nigerian company called the Shell Petroleum Development Company of Nigeria Limited, or SPDC for short. Importantly, SPDC is a subsidiary of Royal Dutch Shell PLC, who were domiciled in the UK, and are also the first respondents in these proceedings. The argument against Shell is that they owed the appellants a common law duty of care because they exercised a significant control over material aspects of SPDC's operations, and or because they assumed responsibility for SPDC's operations, which allegedly failed to protect the appellants against the risk of foreseeable harm arising from SPDC's operations. Unfortunately for the appellants, their case hit an early hurdle when in 2017 the High Court decided that although it does have jurisdiction to hear the case, the claims themselves did not have any real prospect of success and so they were set aside. Thus it is this decision that Ukpabi is appealing instead of the actual claim for damages itself. In the Court of Appeal it was decided by a majority that there was indeed no arguable case And so the appellants gave one last throw of the dice and appealed to the Supreme Court, which is where we pick things up. For the justices of the Supreme Court, there were a couple of questions to answer. Firstly did the Court of Appeal make any material errors in terms of the law? Secondly, if they did, whether they were wrong to conclude that the claim did not have merit and should therefore be set aside? In answer to the first question, it was decided that there was an error in law because the Court of Appeal essentially got lured into conducting a mini-trial, and so their approach to the issues and the evidence was incorrect. Instead of evaluating the evidence and coming to a judgement at this stage, the Court should have limited itself to deciding whether there is simply an arguable claim that should have then gone to a full trial. The legal basis for this approach comes not only from the Lungo and Vedanta case that we mentioned earlier, but also the 2003 case of Three Rivers District Council and Governor and Company of the Bank of England number three, where the guidance states that the factual assertions made by the claimant should be accepted unless it can be shown that they are demonstrably untrue. In these proceedings, the assessment of the factual evidence was unfairly skewed because the information disclosed by Shell was limited and there was no opportunity for the claimants to cross-examine any of the witnesses. That undisclosed information was mainly in the form of missing documents, and those missing documents are often key in these types of cases, where there is alleged negligence of a parent company in relation to one of its subsidiaries, because they tend to be revealing internal communications. Even though the claimants actually pointed to key documents that they would want to uncover in a full trial, this was wrongfully ignored by the Court of Appeal, who instead relied on the biased view of the case presented by Shell. Before we move on to the second question, there were also further problems with the way that the majority of the Court of Appeal interpreted the law. For a start, they seemed to accept that there was a general principle that when a parent company has policies and guidelines that apply right across the organisation, It means that they can never have a duty of care in respect of the actions of subsidiaries. Once again, that 2019 case of Lungo and Vedanta demonstrates that this is not true. The majority focus too much on the control exercised by the parent company over the subsidiary. The real question is the influence that the parent company had over the allegedly tortious activity, And so control is only one factor that plays into this overall assessment. Then the majority in the Court of Appeal also made an error when discussing whether or not a duty of care even exists at all in this type of case. They appeared to argue that the liability of a parent company is a distinct form of common law negligence that should be assessed based on the famous 1990 case of Caparo and Dickman. But, once again pointing to Lungo and Vedanta, the Supreme Court corrected this error by noting that a separate assessment is not necessary. Those errors of law are obviously important and will set a precedent for the future, but the justices still had to answer the second question, which, as a reminder, was whether the appellants did have a claim that should proceed to trial. Bearing in mind that claims should generally be allowed to proceed, unless the statements made in relation to the case are demonstrably untrue or unsupportable. The Supreme Court concluded that there was certainly enough here for Okpabi to take Shell to trial. There were a number of things that support this conclusion, from the internal documents that have not yet been revealed to the testimony of the appellant's witnesses. It is clear that Shell certainly have a case to answer here. As such, the appellants were successful, and there are a lot of interesting questions that will need to be answered at the full trial. For us, when it comes to analysing these types of cases, I think that your starting point has to be that there should be a presumption in favour of claims going to trial. In proceedings like this, where things are pretty complicated, there are a lot of intricate issues to discuss, and the appropriate forum for that should always be a full trial, instead of the pre-trial stage where only limited and selected evidence can be adduced. A failure to do this is really a failure of the legal system as a whole, because it indicates an unwillingness to fully investigate the actions of potential wrongdoers. Of course, there will be cases where there simply isn't a claim that is made out at all, and there is little to no evidence in support of it. In that situation, it is fair that the issue should not proceed to a full trial, because it would be a waste of time and resources for the court system. However, that should be the exception and not the rule, and so the hurdle for any claimant to clear should be set very low. Fortunately, that is also the stance that was taken by the justices of the Supreme Court in this case, as they noted the ruling in and Vedanta and established a clear precedent that claims should proceed unless the assertions were demonstrably untrue or unsupportable. As for the case itself, it is interesting to note that there was a recent Dutch decision that suggested Shell do have a limited duty of care for the response to the spills, but it is not clear what impact such a decision will have on the UK proceedings. Over in this country, there are possibly still some open questions around jurisdiction to answer, but the full trial could really expose how much knowledge and control of the situation Shell had, and therefore how much responsibility they should incur. Well, thank you very much for tuning into this podcast episode, and thanks as ever to bensound.com who provide the theme music. A quick reminder before we go that if you would like to support the podcast and help to keep it ad-free, then you can subscribe to my newsletter and earn yourself some nice perks, including more content from me each week and a free ebook on how to answer essay questions on a law degree. If that sounds like something you are interested in, then check out the link in the description to this podcast episode. Anyway, I'll be back with another episode next week, but for now, bye!